I often will hear people in positions of power say, oh, I got misquoted. And Mm. I rarely (laughs) agree that they got misquoted. A lot of times it's just that they didn't shut up when they should have shut up. You can't rely on the reporter or the editor to edit you in a way that's meaningful. So why say too much? In today's episode of The Savvy Marketer, you have nine seconds to capture somebody's attention. Nine seconds to say something compelling. How would your impact be transformed if you could excel consistently at clear, persuasive communication? I'm really excited to learn something today that I've never heard of that I think really helps with this communication model. It's called 2793, and our guest on today's show will be sharing that. But first, a marketing word. How are you wired as a marketer? Perry Marshall has created a marketing DNA test that helps you understand how you're wired as a marketer on four variables, sort of like a Myers-Briggs test for marketing. Are you more of a producer or an alchemist? Do you communicate best with words or images? Are you driven by analytics or empathy? And the one I'll focus on here, do you do best in a recorded or a live setting? Live people are fantastic on the spot. They absolutely shine when the pressure is on And often they can't remember what they said five minutes later. Recorded people prefer to work inside their cave. They'll hone their story to perfection first. They want to obsess over every word and every detail before they roll it out. And of course, most of us fall somewhere in between live and recorded. But I think your marketing impact gets better when you spend time outside of your comfort zone. If you shine in live settings, your marketing will become even more effective in those live settings if you take a little bit of time in the cave to prepare focused ways to communicate ideas in a really clear way. And if you prefer working in the cave, your marketing is going to be more effective if you take some of your partially developed ideas out into live settings. Communicate them to people, even though it's uncomfortable, and you'll begin to see when people's eyes light up and you get their attention and when they start to trail off and you lose them. And that will help you go back and prepare messages that are more effective. You can go to marketingdnatest.com to see the assessment that Perry Marshall created. I really encourage you to check it out. It's pretty cool. And that is your marketing moment. Today's guest on The Savvy Marketer is the founder and chief experience officer at Shiftology Communication. She's also a county commissioner in Clark County, Ohio. Her name is Melanie Wilt. Melanie, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me, Jeremy. Tell folks a little bit about who you are and what you do. Uh, As you said, I'm the chief experience officer at Shiftology Communication. This is an agency that I started about 15 years ago, and uh, we do PR counsel, virtual experiences, and neuro storytelling in three areas, agriculture, health and wellness, and uh, education. So uh, I live on a farm in Clark County in South Charleston, Ohio, Uh, have three teenagers and uh, my husband works in the food logistics industry and, uh, we live on a little 40 acre farm here. Awesome. So I was trying to remember Melanie, how long we've known each other and it's going to make us sound really old, but I think it's been like 30 years. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Well, we met when we were like two, so <laughs> <laughs> that's right. or at least teenagers, I yeah, think that's we've right. known each other since we were teenagers. <laughs> Uh, through right. Farm Bureau, which is an agricultural association that uh, brought us together as teenagers and um, groups of friends. So it's great to still be connected so many years later. 
Absolutely. And, and I was thinking as I was preparing for this, that we, we have a lot in common. We both grew up on farms. Uh, we both were involved with those leadership things in high school. Um, and uh, we both started agencies, right? And um, what year did you said it was 15 years? So what year did you start? I started uh, Shiftology as Wilt Public Relations in 2008, about a month before the economy collapsed. Oh, and I wow. thought, what in the world am I doing? <laughs> and I thought <laughs> if I can make it during this time, I can make it through anything. Yes. And, and it turned out to be accurate. Yes. And I started Spire in 2006. So it was like a couple years of rather smooth sailing. And then it, then it all hit. We both endured the, <laughs> the great recession <laughs> then as well. So I've been thinking about this. Spire is a marketing agency and um, Shiftology is a communication agency. And are they just two different labels for the same thing? Or do you feel like they're, they're very different things? I think to the rest of the world, they're very similar things. Um, marketing, communication, public relations all sort of look the same to someone from the outside looking in. It might look like advertising. It might look like uh, a campaign, billboards, print, radio, television, podcasts. Um, but the approach to those different labels is is a different course of study. It's a different science. So communication mm -hmm. to me is the science of creating meaning. And I like to explain mm -hmm. to people the approach that we take, <clears throat> excuse me, I use the terms communication and public relations fairly interchangeably, uh, but I do see a distinction between those and marketing. Um, yeah. A ubiquitous example that I can use is a Happy Meal. So when McDonald's is marketing their Happy Meal, the measure of success for the marketing team is most likely um, how many Happy Meals did you sell? You know, we're talking about pricing, we're talking about product, we're talking about um, the number, you know, and making a lot of transactions and making a lot of money. Um, and yeah. the public relations team is tasked with the, the relationship aspect of the Happy Meal. So you know, their focus is on moms that take their kids to get a Happy Meal every Saturday and building a lifelong relationship and making them feel good about what's in the food and the toy that they get. Um, it's a it's more of a long term relational process that starts with research and planning and implementation and evaluation. It's kind of a circular process that lasts a lifetime. So um, to me, yeah. that's the difference in marketing and communication. But again, it probably looks a lot the same because the Happy Meal looks the same to, to the customer, but the approach to the task is, is a bit different. Right. And this is interesting because one of the things that we work with, we talk about building brand awareness versus reaching buyers. And people come to us and we say, what's your number one goal? And they say, my goal is leads. <laughs> I need business yeah. leads. Right. Um, and yet we're, we want to communicate to people that that is important and we can help you do that. But if you have no brand awareness, if you have no uh, strong position in a market, it's going to be an uphill battle to do that as well. And so mm -hmm. I don't know about you. I found that it's hard to sell the ROI on uh, the brand awareness side of it, even though it doesn't work without it. Thoughts it's difficult. That? Yeah, I, I try to look at brand awareness as a capital expense. So if you're building a building, you 
have to put capital into that. You may not have an immediate return on investment. Your brand and how you put yourself out there online and and interaction with people and have those moments of truth with your customer base. That to me is a capital expense, not an operating expense. Yeah. So take that out of your operating line and consider that as a a base of something, a foundational base that you're building for your company and everything else that you operate then is built upon that foundation. Yeah, that's a great metaphor for that. I think the other thing that we talked about uh, before the, the show was just the idea of the importance of communicating things clearly. And um, I was thinking after we talked about that, about a, a, a quote from Donald Miller that I've shared with folks. Uh, he's the author of... Um, story brand and a number of other things. I, I think there's a book called marketing made simple. And he says, if you want your brand to stand out, you don't have to be more clever or cute than the competition. You just have to be more clear because everybody else is making things too complicated in an effort to be different. Um, and if you are just clear with your communication, you will actually stand out from the pack. Do you agree with that? I agree completely, but I would add one thing clear and authentic. Yeah. Um, mm. So many organizations do try to be cute and, you know, Hey, that sounds great. That's fun. Let's be, let's say we're this or say we're that. And it's not real. It, it loses its mm. genuine um, authenticity. And if you, if you can simplify what you're trying to say and put it into words that you're comfortable with, nothing communicates better than that. So there's a model yeah. that we use, um, and I learned this years ago when I was working at the Department of Agriculture. I was the communication director there and press secretary for the ag director, and I went to a training session with Dr. Vincent Cavello with the Center for Risk Communication. He has done a lot of work with the World Health Organization, with the Centers for Disease Control, and has helped them to put information out there and help the public understand difficult things, science-based things in a much easier way. So one of the models that he taught me and I have used and taught uh, over and over again is 2793. 27 words, nine seconds, three messages. So the idea is that in any news article, uh, television news story, radio interview, the average amount of time that a spokesperson has to get their message across is 27 words, nine seconds, three messages. So mm. if you've heard of the 30 second elevator pitch, that's too long. 10 yeah. second soundbite, shave a second off of it. <laughs> three messages. <laughs> I think we all kind of understand the rule of three and how easy that is for us to understand. But the idea is that we need to edit ourselves. We can't expect yes. the recipient of the information, the receiver of our communication to edit that and understand it as we want them to. So we find ourselves when we're especially geeked out about science or something technical, we love to talk about it, right? I mean, we, we right. talk to engineers or and the people more we life. say, the more they're impressed they will be, right? <laughs> yeah, you're so smart and you're like yeah. so smart that you lose people along the way. So yes. learning to be able to edit ourselves down to that 2793 is really quite a skill. And um, the way I like to explain it to those who are in a science-based field is I respect the science that you have. I want to make sure that people get that information, 
but respect the science of communication too and use it to get your point mm. across. This is a science that will help you. It's something that there is, you have an infinitesimal amount of ability to improve upon. Nobody's a perfect communicator. I hope to be a better communicator every day, but I'll never be a perfect communicator. I'll never be able to just speak in 2793s when we're having a conversation, but you know, I try to get better at it every single day. So that's a great way to simplify, you know, they say, keep it simple, stupid. We all learned that in our first communication class in college. Um, But there is some truth to that. And the, the other thing that I love about this model is that it's not a talking point that somebody says, here's what you have to say about this topic. Um, You know, an organization gives you a sheet of talking points. Back when I started in this business, that happened a lot. Today, what I want to teach people is understand the information, but deliver it in a way that is authentic to you. Use your own words, make it conversational. And you can do that within the 2793. Yeah, so um, 27 words, nine seconds, three messages. And so we're not talking three nine-second messages, right? We're talking, we need to communicate three ideas in nine seconds. Is that right? Right. Or, right. okay. So, So I don't get too focused on the nine seconds because the average person Mm -hmm. speaks about 150 words a minute. The nine seconds kind of works itself out. If you have 27 words, you can cover up to three messages and it'll come out around nine seconds. Yeah. So I'm just thinking about an application for this. Um, We say, if you want your marketing to be effective, you need to do three things. And I actually sometimes will draw a three-legged stool. You need to build brand awareness you need to be able to reach buyers and you need to have a plan to nurture the customers that you already have. Mm-hmm. Um, would that fit that flow? Is that the idea is that you're trying to break exactly. things down into. Okay. Exactly. Yeah. The other Good. part of this is using a message map and that's a, that's a tool that kind of expands upon this idea and you can work through scenarios. I teach a lot of spokesperson training related to this. Um, you can take those supporting points that may not be essential to your message And as you capture somebody's attention, they're interested, they're engaged, then you can work down into those supporting points that prove what you shared, that tell a story. Um, So you can expand upon that 2793 because you haven't lost them (laughs) by going off on a tangent. Yes. And, but to the, but if I go from one 2793, I have their attention and now I give a 20 minute, (laughs) rambling story to follow, I lose them shortly thereafter. So the, the thought here would be that the, the more I can have these 2793 segments, the more I can draw someone in. Absolutely. Is that right? Yes, that's right. So this they're is... hearing something simple and not yeah. having to, to work too hard to get that information from you. And they hear what you want them to hear. If you're doing an interview with a television reporter, for example, Um, I often will hear people in um, sometimes elevated positions or positions of power say, oh, I got misquoted. And Mm. I rarely (laughs) agree that they got misquoted. A lot of times it's just that they didn't shut up when they should have shut up. Um, So in order to not be misquoted, you can't rely on the reporter or the editor to edit you in a way that's meaningful to your audience who would you yeah. rather 
trust to do that editing. I personally trust myself more to get it right than I trust someone else to make sure that they got the point that I was trying to say. So why say too much? Say what you want to say in the way that you want people to hear it, and you'll never be misquoted. Amen. (laughs) This is such good. I don't know how I haven't heard this 2793 thing (laughs) before. This is... It just a, it'll change really your life, cool Jeremy. Yeah. <laughs> um, and you know, you mentioned a little bit ago about the kiss formula and how in school um, we were we were told to keep it simple, stupid. And I think to some extent, you know, they might say the formula is keep it simple, stupid, and then they teach you some other things, and they say, okay, now I want you to write a ten-page paper about <laughs> what we just learned in this segment. And I have found um, that when we hire. Um, and and this I don't want to, but when we hire people right out of college, sometimes the more school they've had, the more we have to to help them unlearn some things. Um, and I'm not, you know, there's so many good things you learn in school, but writing is not one of them. I don't think um, uh, we've we've <laughs> lost the ability to write, and um, it's it's difficult because I think in between the generation where we. We're in school and today there's just so much happening on your phone and the speed of interaction is so fast that you lose grammar, punctuation, all of those things that are so important in the work that we do. And, you know, 2793 is kind of like Twitter, right? 140 characters. You can't go over that. Very similar idea that it's just headline um, talking, headline thinking. Uh, But yeah, that the. skills that go along with writing have really um, lessened over the 14 years I've been in this business. And I have three teenagers, as I mentioned, and I have one who is really pretty gifted in language arts and um, Mm -hmm. he really enjoys that. He's taken some college credit plus classes and I've read a couple of his papers and I'm like, can I hire you now? Because I've found that, (laughs) I mean, he really writes, better than some of the, some of the newer employees that I've coached over time. So, um, yeah. it's, if, if you've got that gift by, you know, we really want those people in the communication and, and PR and, and marketing. Absolutely. Sectors. And, but not just the grammar. I also think though, a, a, an age old thing with, with school is that you're incentivized based on like how many pages you write. <laughs> and so people, I think, go into these things sometimes with the mindset of, I need to fill these pages. Right. And so they start, maybe they could have um, communicated it in a paragraph, um, but they thought they needed to, you know, and granted, there's lots of ways you can do that. But I think that people come out thinking that the more they say, the better they do. And yeah, so journalism um, just, classes are great for breaking that habit. Yes. But not everybody's had yes. a journalism class. <laughs> Right. So Melanie, we're about out of time, but this has been so uh, just encouraging and, and I've learned a lot from this, uh, the things that you've shared, particularly the 2793 formula. Um, our viewers are marketing and sales and communications leaders. Are there any maybe takeaways that you would share for them that they can, can take back and besides what you've already shared here to help them be more effective in their communication? Oh, the biggest thing is just to understand and appreciate that communication is everyone's job. It's not only the job of the director of communication or the communication manager. Everyone has to be an effective communicator in their job, whether you're a supervisor, 
a, a boss, a customer relations person, a salesperson. Communication is essential to the effectiveness of everybody's job. So by appreciating that, learning the tools, uh, everyone will get better at whatever they are tasked with. Awesome. Well, Melanie, I want to thank you so much for taking the time to jump on the show today. What you've shared, I know, is going to be very helpful for, for a lot of people. So uh, thanks for, for uh, joining us today. Thank you, Jeremy. It was great to visit with you. Hey, I want to thank you for watching today's episode of The Savvy Marketer. If the things that you learned today with the 2793 and different ways that you can communicate more effectively, if these things have your wheels turning, I want to encourage you to like and comment. Also, subscribe to our channel and be sure to share this with other people who need to hear it as well. Every episode of The Savvy Marketer is brought to you by Spire. We're a marketing agency based in Ohio, and we help small to mid-sized companies sharpen their strategy, get more done, and make their marketing hum. You can take your marketing higher with Spire. Thanks for watching The Savvy Marketer.